just waiting here alone because Rachel had to poo and I said, hey, go take a poo. Everybody poops. I was, I applied for a job. Not that I really technically want to leave where I am because I like it, but it's just a really good opportunity. And it's like, we'll see. Yeah. But I had to get like my resume and everything done. And usually like Carly and I always go to bed together, except on the rare occasions where like this instance, I had to get it done because the, the job was closing today. Um, and so usually like she collects the, the dogs, she brings them into the bed, whatever. But Precious, I had forgotten because she's my little shadow, was here in the office with me. So I finish up, go into the bedroom, close the doors I usually do, go to sleep. Carly gets up in the morning to go pee and I hear, oh my God, precious. (laughs) The door was open here. So she wasn't locked in the office, but she was locked out of the bedroom. I know. When Carly Carly grabbed, because I thought Carly had brought her in. I just didn't think about it. So when Carly scooped her in the morning and put her on the bed, she like literally like burrowed her head into my like legs and was like as if she had had just the most traumatic experience of her life. Can't even imagine. But to be fair, she got to go to daycare today. And she loves daycares. These fucking dogs, man, they're spoiled. I love it. I put carrot and kale on top of Nim's breakfast so she'll eat it. Think she's spoiled? Is that just this week? Like, what's the next? Oh, until she gets annoyed and like until she doesn't like it anymore. And then she'll want Brussels sprouts. Okay. Yeah. Brussels sprouts is next. Mmm. That's delicious. Or she calls it Bruvely Proven's. Is brutally proven. She doesn't know how to say it. Um, okay, let's get started. I'm fucking tired. Yeah. Little intro. Uh, welcome to Ghosts, I guess, where two Canadian ladies get together to talk about weird supernatural shit that doesn't seem to have a place in normal conversation. We talk about our own experiences, invite other guests to share theirs, and at the end of every episode or peppered throughout, we will discuss how much our conversation and stories convinced us or didn't, to believe in the paranormal. So, do we believe in ghosts? Hard to say, but please join us as we talk about it anyway. Yay! Um, so today, we're going to do something that we've talked about. <laughs> Let me just stop about. you for a second. You okay. sound so tired. You sound like... <laughs> <laughs> so, hello, listener. Hello, listener. I'm. I would this literally done. rather be drinking wine, relaxing on my couch this you know Friday what? evening. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No, I'm just teasing. You but just... I am drinking wine. I'm, I'm like four beer. deep now. Four deep. And somehow, as you're roasting me, I've lost all control of my computer, and I'm desperately trying to find where all of my notes are. And I have 95 tabs open and they're all called Untitled 1, Untitled 2, <laughs> Untitled 10. I'm going to take, take a fucking screenshot because for, for someday. Me, for me, it's yeah. always these exact post-it notes. They're the long colored ones and, um, and everything. My entire life is on these post-it notes. Like I have some stuck on my wall. I have some, <laughs> I have some on my like cork board there's a list for what we're going to do this weekend. Also, like it's when I ran out of the colored, um, like work, I got them from work at first. When I ran out, I got them embezzled. No, no, no. They were given to me. They were, Mm -hmm. 
I used them not for work purposes, but they were given to me. But as soon as I ran out, I immediately had to go to fucking Staples and I, I had to get them. I had to get them like that day. I was like, where will I write my lists? Like there's not other paper in the world. Hmm. Anyways, Can go I ahead. You these, tell them. I need to see what? these post-its again. Oh, with the blue kind. Oh, Do you know how many blues. I have of those? I have, I have yellow. Like yellow and pink. Yeah. Okay. So I am, I have a stack of blue and yellow also from work. Um, but they're like in our living room and I write random shit on it all yeah. the time. And, and I've gotten kind of Carly into it too, where she'll just like take one of my pads and write her little list of stuff to do. Do you ever write random shit on it? And then like, you can't part ways with it. Like you just keep it just in case. No, like I have a, st- you don't. Okay. So you're a better human than me. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that. I just, uh, no, I just, I feel like there's a real psychological, like controlling my surroundings, feeling safe um, to be able to just cross something off a list. And then that entire list be crossed off. I get that. However, I have um, a jazzy hand where whenever I'm talking on the phone or doing anything at all, my jazzy hand's always going and it's always got a pen and jazzing up some post-it paper. Okay. It's called ADHD. Yeah. Get used to it. Um, I, fid- I fidget with my pen a lot. Like yeah. in therapy, especially when I get uncomfortable, I'm just like, <laughs> and then i'll like drop the lid i'm like well hang on grab the lid drop my trauma uh, pen <laughs> um yeah so i've just got like stacks of paper and post-its just nonsense on it and i can't get rid of it because i don't know why it's not like i'm going to be like hey back in 2021 i wrote down that pin number on that piece of paper and i stored it in a crumpled pile in my office let's go <laughs> find it like no i just reset but my password it's, it's like the equivalent of the headphones yes just would you like to explain the, the headphones yeah. because yeah so kim and i as as you if you're just tuning in you don't maybe not know uh we don't live in the same province but we do try to see each other at least once a year if not more and uh kim came to visit me or no I was in Toronto. So technically you did. I was in Toronto for work and Kim came from London to Toronto uh, to hang out because I was in Ontario and I had a, a hotel room that work was paying for. And so we went for dinner, blah, 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 blah. but Kim was like, I'm going to stay in the city because it would be silly for me to go all the way back to, to, to London, which for people who don't know is about two hours away from Toronto. On a good day. Yep. I'm like you can, then we can drink, we can have fun whatever you can stay at the hotel. So she gets herself in, she's settling herself into the hotel room, she's putting her stuff where it needs to go. Unbeknownst to me, you know, a couple hours later, I come back, I look on her side of the bed and this is not an exaggeration. There were at least five to seven tangled iPhone headphones. Um, this, I guess before everyone was into the wireless, but they were all, they were all tangled together it was a complete mess just discarded on her bedside table. I was like, Kim, can you can you explain to me why you need these many headphones? Like, just to reiterate, she was there for the evening. She was there for one <laughs> night. <laughs> I can understand. Okay, I'll give you, you bring one, you bring a backup. I'll even give you bringing one more. Don't know why it's not necessary, but I I would give you that. But when we get into the five, six, seven, 
headphones, five, too many. six, seven. Um, it's too many. That's and they were, it many. was just like, it was like a representation of someone's, um, me, uh, mania. It's okay. You can say <laughs> mania, it. Mania, <laughs> uh, dis- dysfunction, mm-hmm. um, keep flattering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like, this is not shade because like, I mean, Carly would tell you that when I just can't, like, if I come out of the office midday, she happens to be home. She has a plate on the table. I'm working. I'm just going to get some coffee. I have to go to the table, grab her plate and put it in the dishwasher. She will put it in the dishwasher. She will. No question. But then I was like, oh, I was just out walking to get my coffee. And I thought, just help you. I just wish I had that form. I wish I had that form of chaos. No, you don't. Because my form is just chaos. Seven or eight tangled iPhone cords. And really what happened is like, I would just grab them all and put them in my bag. Never use them. I never use them, but I got them there just in case. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't it just be the icing on the cake if instead of untangling them to use them in front of you, I just like took up the entire bunched core and just put them in my ears. And just, just, just kept trying. Two of them? Yeah, just kept finding <laughs> the cord the right one that would go into my phone nope not that one not that one <laughs> what would happen is you would have like one in your left ear from one and one in your right <laughs> ear from the other and then you would finally find one of the cords to plug into the phone but you'd only have sound in one of your ears you're like i don't know what's happening yeah that would be me this no, is you're just very, who very i am intelligent. you're very intelligent that made me see made it seem like it you're dumb you're not dumb not dumb bit of a dummy um well, that's I took a that's dark me. turn. Yeah. That's my life. Um, Listen, what are we doing I just want to. I feel like we just we all have our crazy. Okay, just it just manifests in different ways. Hopefully, people will you know relate. Feel yeah, relate is the word. I'm four wines deep, and I was just like, hmm, what's the word? <laughs> that's basically Rachel all the time. Like, there's a <laughs> word. It's the perfect word, and it's just outside of my grasp. And people are so patient, but then I can see, I can see like just they, they start the glazing eyes, just glazing over. Uh, what are we doing today? Well, this is the inaugural uh, review. Yes, podcast. I guess we're gonna uh, we're surviving what? death. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> but wait, you, said, you said inaugural review, but we reviewed Zach Baggins. Oh, that's true. Okay, you're right. You're right. That was sorry. This is the second oh, term. Yeah, but we didn't really discuss that. Like, it's going to be a recurring thing. I guess that's what I'm right. That okay. we'll have our chit chatty podcasts that usually take about an hour. We'll have podcasts where we have interesting guests, um, and then the other thing is that we'll have oh, and obviously too. Sometimes we have family, friends, listeners come in and tell their spooky stories, uh, and another facet. Um, is going to be where we review different things. And so we did the Zach Baggins um, and it's going to be many different things. Like in this case, it's going to be a TV show that we're going to start with today. Um, But it could be a book. It could be a Ted talk. It could be a movie. It could be a show. um, And we'll just sort of like pre-select it and discuss it. So do you want to tell, you kind of told them already. I told them, but just say it again. We're talking about surviving death. The Netflix special. 
How many episodes in this series are there? Look, I don't get on your you fucking always, toes, Rachel. You get on your always, fucking toes. <laughs> you always throw me for a loop. And like, I have all the information, but the one fucking question you ask, how many episodes? Ladies and gentlemen, my entire goal in life is to catch Rachel unprepared because she prides herself on being prepared and she is 99.8% prepared all times. And I will find that item. (laughs) You will. You will pop the balloon. You will take my feelings of security, which I need to survive, and you will Mm -hmm. just poke holes. Yeah. Oh, cool. I'm like, hey, Rachel, what's what's pie? Four point something, something, something. something. What? Point. Let's just continue on. That is what it is. What is pie? It starts with a four, four point something. No, isn't it 3.1? Shit, we've got the whole universe in our hands. What is pie? It's oh, like you're 3. right. It's 9. Three, uh, you're wrong. 149? 14159. Smart enough. Closer than me. Is <laughs> he smart enough? Smart enough. Smart okay, to enough. answer to answer the question, there are six surviving death episodes. Okay, today, good. today we're gonna discuss episode one. Next time we're gonna do two and three kind of together. Um, I didn't even notice until the second time I like I watched it once with the intention of just casually talking to Kim about it. And then we decided, yeah, why don't we review it? So I watched it again. And I watched the second episode and it was only in the second view. Did I, did it even click in that each episode is specifically something? So, uh, okay. So like the first one that we're doing today is near death experiences. Yes. And indeed. then two and three go together. So we're going to cool. do two. I don't really know what four, five and six are yet. Cause we haven't gotten there. Um, if you don't want spoiler alerts, don't listen to this. Wouldn't recommend, but it's been out for at least three years i want to say so gotta be and you know what some of my favorite things are like i really like something i'll watch it and then if i can't get enough of it instead of re-watching it i'll find a podcast that reviews it and talks about it in detail because i'm a bit obsessive me so too. hopefully hopefully there's someone out there like me and you That's i guarantee like i i like the office podcast because they go through every episode Oh, Car- Carly loves there's a Harry Potter episode where they go through every chapter of every book. So as you're reading it, you could listen to it. So this is kind of like that. I'm what? sorry. What message? What Carly. is that? What is that podcast? I don't know. I didn't like the hosts. If I don't like the hosts, it's going to ruin everything for me. That's understandable. I'll message her. Yeah, you'll probably then- like it. Even just for falling asleep. I love falling asleep to something. Anyway, let's get into this. Episode one. Because these ones are supposed to be a little bit shorter. So let's. Yeah. From the we're, already, we're already fucking up. Um, so really how this starts out. The, number one, this episode was the most compelling to me out of all of the episodes. Of yeah, you really are series. into NDEs. Like you are. I'm like super into them. Perhaps because I've had one. Maybe. Yeah. Perhaps because my dad, dad also. Yeah. I'm just so into them. And I find they like straddle that paranormal scientific world. Totally. And I love it. I love it. Anyway, um, I think, I don't know why I wrote this in my notes, but it said spirit in the sky. So I think what I wrote here was that they were playing spirit in That's the sky. That's how it starts. I okay. Yeah. Well, it, I guess it hit me. And was important. Um, 
but how this one starts out is in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and it's a physician mm-hmm. who basically was physically dead 20 years ago. Um, I believe her name is Mary Neal. You believe you literally have written her name down. <laughs> it could be, or that could be the, who knows? I wrote this so long ago. I have no fucking clue what these notes are. Yeah. My notes are also a little bit old. Um, I, I'm reading through it. I'm like, okay, sure. That means something. Uh, so, Mary so I do MD. have, I do have some, some thoughts on what happened to her. Do you, but do you want to briefly explain what happened to her? That's what I'm doing, Rachel. Oh, sorry. that's what I'm doing. Getting really mean. <laughs> okay, so sensitive little baby, physically dead twenty years ago. All right, she really stuck out to me. So this was in 1999. She had a kayak incident in Chile. This woman, imagine being a doctor Ish. and then also going kayaking in Chile. What a woman! Anyway, what a she life. Was, I know. So she was going over the waterfalls, uh, I guess, forced over the main part of a waterfall and was pinned under. She estimated like 10 feet of water, not breathing. She said she could feel her bones breaking, felt no pain, fear, or panic, and felt more alive than she's ever felt. It gives me more credibility, right or wrong, that this is coming from a physician, right? Like I always get really intrigued when it's like, a very scientific analytical mind that mm-hmm. comes into the light and understanding these things. Mm-hmm. I, I get really compelled by those things. Um, she said she felt her spirit peeling away and released up to the heavens. And what I felt was again, really compelling about that was when she was talking about it, it felt like her voice was cracking. Like there was real true, genuine emotion there. Um there were spirits. She was greeted, but she didn't recognize them, but knew they were important. And she gives an example of like a grandparent before she was born. Right. Um, she had her senses like colors and smells. And you hear this again and again, but she felt all of eternity in every second, which is. Yeah, so that's a recurring thing. Hey, yeah. also, too, I've started reading. I've only gotten like into this, like half of the second chapter, which is like. Anyways, I'm I'm reading Life After Life by Raymond Moody because that was a recommendation that you made. They do also reference it in the first episode. Um, the uh, sorry, the second chapter is like it's only like four chapters in the book, so it's like probably like fifty pages. So I'm only like a little bit into the second chapter, but that is one thing that I, the more I'm reading about near death experiences, it's like that is a thing, like like seeing the tunnel, or you know, like. I don't know, floating above yourself and, and being able to see everything. There's recurring things that come up when people have near-death experiences, no matter who's talking about it, which I think is pretty interesting. It's super cool. Yeah. Um, Do you want to hear some of my thoughts? Can we finish the summary? No. Go ahead. Please let me finish. <laughs> you'll, you'll just shoot to me, right? When you want me to talk? Yes. Okay, cool. cool, cool. <laughs> um, we're, okay, so she, all of eternity in every second. So- she had there was structure to it and she believed she was in heaven home she called it and she could still look back at her body underwater which after 15 minutes imagine this after 15 minutes of being underwater they had like given up the rescue um one of the fellow kayakers there saw her life jacket floating down the river and he reached in to grab it because he felt like her husband wanted or whatever and that's when he felt her body hit his leg and he grabbed her by the wrist and pulled her out in which you know she was bloated purple fixed mm-hmm. eyes no doubt that she was physically dead 
Um, that she had drowned, like every yeah. signs, sign of having she, drowned. She had drowned. Um, fixed eyes, blow to purple, that's drowned. So <laughs> she she's done. Um, not to be insensitive, I'm sorry. She was called <laughs> to come back and take a breath. All right. Likelihood of survival, zero. That's what it should have been. Um, what she felt was she did not want to return, but it wasn't her time. And she came back. And the odd thing about this as well, the additional odd thing was like they're in Chile, right? There's like forest or whatever, what have you. Yeah. And they thought they're going to like drag her through the woods and like get to the road and haul her down miles to a hospital. But when they got through the clearing in the woods, there was an ambulance like right there mm-hmm. on the side of the road. And I was just like, that's remarkable. Anyway, she was told she wouldn't survive and she had no brain damage. Yeah, I, I really want to talk about reason. that. Yeah. No brain damage. That she, is nuts. I literally have no brain damage. Nuts. Exclamation. Beyond mark. all reason. And before this, she would have defined death as physical death. And her personal experiences changed that. And this is my favorite part. And she said she laughed about this, but it came across as very profound is that I just, I don't believe that we know everything. And I was like, yeah, man, that was a good story. And there's more to it, which I will summarize later, but it's a big, big spoiler. And I wanted to like get your thoughts on that initial, the initial chunk of it. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So just a couple things I wanted to say, cause you're kind of doing the, you're kind of like taking the lead and explaining what happens in the different stories. Um, I just want to say that there are, as we kind of do the review, there are stories that I was just like, okay. And then there are ones that I'm like, whoa. And this is one where I was like, whoa, this is indisputable. Like this woman, just to go back to the fact that she was not breathing for how long? It was at least 10 minutes underwater, at least, but probably 15, if not more. Yeah. No oxygen to the brain at all for 15 minutes. Yeah. And she had no brain damage like that defies any like everything that we know mm-hmm. scientifically logically it just defies that like it's doesn't it's it's crazy like it's literally crazy um but yeah so i just want to get back to that but just a few things that i had written down uh as i said this is a little bit wild uh because i haven't um i don't know why i use the word wild these notes are from from a little while ago is what i meant to say yeah, actually, sorry. What I wrote down here is without oxygen for 30 minutes and 30 minutes. So it's even longer than 15. Minutes. Doesn't even make sense. And the fact that she was found, yeah. like she went over a waterfall. Like, like it, it's just one of those things where it's like there, ha- if you're wondering, like, is there a God depending, no matter how you look at it, I don't necessarily think of like an omnipotent being. I don't think of like, religion really but like whatever dictates you know the goings on of the world like whatever energy is out there ruling things and making things in such a way like i always say the universe but like something interfered because like you said how could she how could they have found her and how was there an ambulance there that's just wild it's insane and like she was bloated purple and had fixed eyes that tells you everything you need to know yeah yeah they were certain that she was dead yeah that's crazy what i have here is this duality of dying 
going to heaven domed structure. Oh, right. Okay. I see what I'm saying. Interesting that she was, as she was experiencing her, I guess, dying, we'll say that's what was happening. That at the same time as kind of, I think she called it going to heaven or whatever, but just like that, that progress and like seeing a domed structure, um, you know, connecting with these people that you had mentioned that she maybe not recognized, but were maybe like protectors or past family members to be able to be doing that. Like that's occurring, but also be looking down at your death scene. Like that, that's ha- happening, happening simultaneously. I find that very interesting because it's like everything in this world is very linear. Yeah. That's, I, that's the way I would describe it. Like, it's just like, you are here and you are experiencing this and this is time and this is where you are physically. And like that, it throws all of that out. It's like things are happening exactly at the same time, mm-hmm. which is very interesting to me. It's wild. And also it's too, I have, I have another comment on this, but I have a, I'm almost certain that my comment on this is what your mic drop is. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to bring it up. Oh, I mean, so later at the end of the episode, they go back to Mary and they tell more of her story. We don't have to do that. We're not Netflix. Um, So really we go back to Mary, like this woman have this amazing, should have been amazing in and of itself. NDE convincing enough for just about anyone to believe and they come back to her and she talks about another remarkable thing that came out of her NDE is that she was told of the upcoming death of her son Willie and this was like concrete information given to her he will not reach 18 so she said 18 um before his 18th birthday, she kind of had a moment with him where she told him he thought it was crazy. He took it in stride, you know, as you do. She actually relaxed a little bit when he reached 18. But then two years later, he was just killed instantly in an accident. And it's just, it makes me question, like, I'm, and I'm wondering your thoughts on this, but like, if all of this is true, fate and autonomy, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. There's people that want to say fate is not real. Yeah. But how much control do you really have? Like, is your death already decided? Yeah. What do you think? Is it? Mm, I, hmm. I think like, I, I was just kind of thinking about after everything's a little bit different, how I perceive things now that we've had that sort of like uh, chat with Jim, because he really yeah. kind of changed my idea of how things work. Um, I think that you're here and you have um, life's mission, life's goals, things to learn, things to change in this life. So I feel like you have the opportunity based on what you experience, the decisions you make, the people you meet, uh, to change the course of past lives, past lives, mistakes and grow. Right. Um, so I feel like it's, it, it could be predetermined. It's like, it's like a choose your own adventure. It's like in one way that could happen. And that's what it's interesting to think about not in those terms, because the guy was supposed to have died when he was 18, but he died when he was like 25. I don't remember what the year was. Yeah. How old yeah. Was. 20, I think. Um, yeah. So it's like, maybe if he had taken this turn, 
and done this or hadn't grown in this way, or the spirit was at a certain level of development, maybe he would have died at 18. Yeah. But maybe some choices that he made prolonged it a little bit longer. Yeah. You know, I just think that like, so just like black and white, I feel like there are many fates that you could have Mm. and where you're going to end up depends on your soul's journey or like your active like participation in your soul's journey. Yeah. I'll tell you what I believe. I don't care. I, I, I don't believe that we, I don't believe that we know everything and I laugh, but it's profound. That's, That's what she said, right? Yeah. Is that, is that her quote? Yeah. Yes. hundred percent. Yeah. I think it's so cool that she was a doctor and she's just like, I would never have thought that there was like that with the, I just assume when the brain's dead, because it was your physical brain that you are gone. I, yeah, it's, I hate harping on this, but like, there's something very compelling to me in the way I've been programmed about a very scientific mind that thinks one way and then experiences something and suddenly feels differently. Like (laughs) that brings a lot of credibility to things. It shouldn't. I know we'll get there someday where like, I don't have to rely on that, but it, it does bring a lot of credibility to me. And I certainly would want to have a doctor caring for me that believes that way. Yeah. You know, not that I want to go down to this, this long sort of diatribe because we also have to cover off more of the episode, but just one thing to think of is that like, you know, people who are atheists, um, I don't think I'm atheist. No, I believe there's something. I just maybe more agnostic. Mm. But atheists, typically, a lot of the argument comes down to what makes scientific sense, you know, like, or where did we originate from? And I think that that's all valid. But I think when when you and then also too, some people are very, very critical. I don't mean the atheist people in general. Some people are very, very critical of religion spirituality and and all that stuff and it's like there's a very there's it's very divisive it's like you're this way or you're that way and i feel like science is science and it's proven Mm. things it's like a hypothesis and then it's proven and it's very real and concrete and tangible but like there are so many things that are not concrete love is not a concrete tangible thing but we all feel it and we all experience it and we know that to be true so it's like I don't know. It's like, it's gotta be somewhere in between. And I don't understand why it has to be one or the other. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I get it. I get it. That, and I mean, that leads in perfectly to the other parts of the episode. Um, Very briefly, the neuropsychiatrist, Peter Fenwick, I think it was Cambridge university, but I'm not sure I didn't write it down. Um, Who said, you know, before I draw any conclusions about this, I ought to study them. I was like, Hey, that's, Hmm. That's pretty cool. As a British guy, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I liked him. I think so. Um, He also said that consciousness can't be all brain because you continue to get these wide experiences after you're unconscious. So he goes into, yeah. What happens when you dream? Yeah. You're going, what happens when you're high as shit? Yeah. You just like the ego dies and you're beyond your physical self what's happening yeah consciousness is so wild i think it's so wild i think it is the 
that bridge between science and paranormal, but whatever. Um, all of this, he said, is just really hard to confirm objectively. But what I love was he said, all science starts as anecdotes and finding patterns. That's where it starts. And I was like, geez, this guy's like convincing me. So he talked about similarities in reports, which you also talked about earlier from like Raymond Moody. And it's kind of where all this came from. Um, one of them is sense of time is distorted. There's the loving light energy, which is embracing warm energy hug. Um, paranormal. So ordinary senses are more vivid heightened senses like otherworldly type of feeling it's the same phenomenon in all cultures and they're changed when they return in some way shape or form right and then they interview you know like even a support group um in seattle led by a clinical social worker for people that Mm -hmm. have problems after they returned come on tell me thoughts give me give me it i feel like we're gonna be on the same page i just have a feeling i think that's great and i think it's necessary i can't like i believe in near-death experiences i do 100 percent. yes um there are some instances in this review where we talk about different people's experiences one in particular who was like okay you're just actually crazy but there there is like legitimacy there the lady who ran the support group i was a little bit like i feel like you found a niche that's just like working for you you're just like exploiting this hundred percent. And also it just kind of felt like, like these people are like emotional and they're having trouble, like coming back to real life. And like, she just kind of seemed to, as someone just watching this and again, a show can be edited in many ways. I'm sure she, her has like kindness and and good intentions in her heart, but it just seemed a little holier than thou. I didn't, I didn't like her. She seemed a little bit, uh, hokey, Hmm. but I mean, like, I do think that obviously you're going to need a support group if you die and come back and you've seen some shit. Wouldn't it be like world shattering to just be living like your everyday life, you know? making the money and putting the money away and going on your vacation and blah, 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 blah. And like, you're with your partner and you have family and like, you're aligned on like what you want. And then you have this experience and you're elevated to such a level that like all of that becomes just meaningless. And you're trying to now reconcile Mm -hmm. the life you had with the knowledge you now have. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is not. What if your partner not, is not on board and they don't understand it and they don't get it? Then, then they were honestly straight up. They were probably never the right partner. Yeah. Like I just feel when something traumatic happens, and I would consider a near death experience traumatic, like to the nth degree. Um, you really, when you have to like work through that trauma and like reintegrate, it's like can really tell who's on your side and who's not. Do you know what I mean? So like, I feel like I, I feel very strongly that the type of partner I have, we would communicate about it. There would be difficulty, but like, I know that there would be support there. Not everyone has that. Some people have more shallow relationships and then Mm. something hence like that happens. 
and I, and it's not a, it's it's not putting it down. It's just like sometimes people are have a little less depth, and that's fine. That people need to exist that way in this world. That not everyone can be like having big deep conversations all the time. Like, but if you experience something like that, and you've never had real emotional communication with your partner, where you connect in that way, how could they even remotely, even a little bit conceptualize what you've experienced? Yeah. Or have or have the space for you or know how to support you. It's also like you could have a very loving partner. Okay, I'll I'll talk about the pregnant lady and her husband. Mm-hmm. You could have a very loving, dedicated partner. Yeah. Can't wait, can't wait. Who like they just aren't open and exposed to these otherworldly things. And you are, and that could be a bridge that you need to kind of or a gap that you need to bridge is better way of saying it. But, I feel like um, we're going to be on totally opposing sides with that lady. Okay. So the pregnant lady, I have so many thoughts about this. The oh, pregnant me lady too. I know you have to husband. skip past, you have to obviously skip past father guy, right? Cause he was next, but we who? go back to father guy, the guy who saw his father and in, in like talked to his father, he had had like a bad relationship with him. And yeah, I wasn't that into him. So I stopped. You can talk about him. Um, Okay, do you want me to do that quickly and then we'll go over to no, the No, let's just side. we'll just finish this. Okay. Pregnant lady and her husband. Because we're like I have the lady with the baby. That's what I yeah. have. Yeah. I remember him quite a bit. But she had this intense feeling, I'm going to die. Premonitions. And this is more than anxiety. This is like she's seeing things. You know, the she talked about a fountain. She was looking at a fountain. It turned to blood. Meet me at Emerge. It was a warning for her. Vivid things that were just like scaring her to death. And she absolutely knew that she was going to die. Whole bunch of stuff happens. Basically, this baby was delivered. She she talked to her OB about it. And OB was like, okay, whatever. Um, baby delivered. And then this woman flatlines. So she starts bleeding out from what I recall recall the daughter is in another part of the hospital the mother is like recalling after she flatlines like husband getting off a plane spirits are everywhere grandmothers mothers she remembers the doctor saying this can't be happening um basically i'm I'm chomping at the bit i'm so i'm vibrating with wanting to discuss it so what you have is a woman that fully felt like she was getting warnings or premonitions about dying and you know not even against all odds because it's it's a scary thing that can happen but even the doctor was like this really can't be happening right um so she came out of it and ever since then she's also had this higher connection to people and things um I, after having been pregnant, so I watched this before pregnancy and I watched it after. So when I watched it before pregnancy, I was like, eh, okay. It it wasn't super compelling, but I wasn't like totally against it. After pregnancy, I fully believe everything this woman says. My God. Fully. And I know you're going to, you're going to hate this. I'm going to tear this apart. Go ahead. Go ahead. There is an OBGYN that I follow on TikTok. 
I think you follow, I follow her, her, too. her too. Yeah. Pregnant. What is it? Pregnant over after 30, 30, over 35 or something like that. She said the scariest thing she encounters in the ER is when a mother says she's in danger or going to die. That's the scariest thing because of what she has experienced and that connection to warnings and premonitions. So go for it. Okay. (laughs) And again, like we have other things to cover off. So I don't want to like, I'm just going to read exactly what I have written. Do it. First comment. She seems nuts. Like this woman, this woman puts the capital D in drama queen. Like, (laughs) okay. Beyond that completely obnoxious, did not like her. Whether or not her story was something I could believe, I thought she was terrible. But that's besides the point. Um, but it's it's with the fact that it seems insane to me, like it truly, truly insane to me. Um, it's hard for me to really take her seriously because she's sure. so crazy. Um, like here's here's some things. Uh, this is going this is going to happen to you. Was a direct quote. Um anxiety anxiety is a first time mother extreme anxiety like that is what in uh, uh, like not in all cases but i also suffer with anxiety in some instances you just are certain this is the outcome and your anxious mind ensures that you think that so that's mm-hmm. my first thought <laughs> next comment the husband sucks yeah if that was my husband we could have a whole, we'll have a little more comment he was not supportive. He said some really dick things. Awful. My favorite was even the experts say that premonitions are not with the other examples. Hmm. Which again leads me to believe like she's just making this whole thing up. Um, when she goes to Starbucks, I think also too is a little bit triggering because actually I won't, I won't say that. We'll take that offline. We'll just say it was a little triggering. I'll explain why later, Kim. But she goes to Starbucks and the person's like, oh, beautiful. You're very obviously pregnant. Like, how's the pregnancy going? What a beautiful, wonderful thing that you're experiencing. Her response to a perfect stranger, I'm going to die. (laughs) So I just want you to imagine. (laughs) You to imagine. Being a teenager who, I mean, like you worked at McDonald's, but let's just say it's start. Hey, you worked at McDonald's. You're just fucking working your Saturday shift. You're like, oh, you know, I, maybe I'll take the effort today and talk to someone. Oh, you're pregnant. How's the pregnancy going? I'm going to die. I'd be like, I'd laugh. I'd be like, this girl's got a good dry wit. I'd be like, she's nuts. I'd be like, okay, that's terrible. Goodbye. Um, after I put, I'm going to die in little stars, I put eye roll because mm. it's just, it's so over the top. It's just like so over the top. And I actually do have like other comments. This is like the last one off to the side, but basically I think I'll say it at this point. I feel like she's an actress. I feel like hmm. she got some notification that they were doing this on Netflix. And she's like, oh. yeah, I'm just going to fabricate some big old thing. Uh, and I'll really show off my acting chops because like it just didn't seem like 
the first one, I'm glad that we did side by side, even though they were in different parts of the episode. I'm really glad we did the waterfall lady and then we did this lady because the waterfall lady, you just felt like, mm, you genuine. Just felt like her, this is her genuine story. And this lady, I'm just like, I don't fuck. I um, feel like if a different lady had told the story, you would believe it. I don't think so. Mm. Um, maybe. But the last couple of things here I have is just like, do, let's just talk about the law of attraction, which I have seen. Oh my God. I put self-fulfilling in, prophecy as well. I, I, I have I also, also put that. I have, you know, putting something into the universe and willing it to be yeah. like, not to mention if you were suffering from extreme anxiety, which is a real serious thing. And there's, I have absolutely no shade from that because I've, I've been there. You can make yourself physically ill from yeah. anxiety. And if it's deep enough, and if the mental health is, is, is that strained, the mind body connection, which is everything we're talking about, like you can make, I, I have no doubt that she could push herself to that point mm-hmm. by just, and, and this, like, I saw a fountain of blood. I don't, I just, why, why would it be a fountain? Of, if you, it just seems so Hollywood. It just seems like if, if you were, if you had this sinking feeling like that was going to happen, that would be enough. It just seems like another layer of like unbelievable. Oh, okay. You know what yeah. I mean? Like just to be able to be like, no, I deeply, no one's going to understand this, but I deeply felt this premonition of my death. That would be enough. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally felt all of the things that you're saying the first time I watched it. And then the second time after pregnancy, there was no yeah. doubt in my mind that she but- was, I, I felt her story on a level because it explained things that I experienced that are just like, yeah, I just, yeah. Like, I don't want to deva- devalue that. Like, cause like, I don't have the experience of, of, of being pregnant of, you know, there's a, there's just like this added layer of intuitiveness that comes from it. And like, so I've had severe, severe anxiety in pregnancy. And I mean, I think I might be wrong on this, but I think she even talks about how, you know, she's had anxiety, but it wasn't like, this wasn't anxiety. This was a warning. And like, I've had severe, severe anxiety of things that I would say certainly didn't escalate to the point of seeing a fountain of blood or feeling absolutely certain about one particular thing, like I'm going to die or whatever. But I do feel like it's probably a mix of like manifesting or self-fulfilling prophecy anxiety but there I really did believe the second time that I watched this this woman has a gift experienced something unusual and had an NDE and predicted slash you know created yes situation yeah I don't know like I I guess agree to disagree I just, I just feel it's like it's way over the top, but, but I hear yeah. you and I'm not devaluing, devaluing things. She was, she was saying. definitely like, isn't it strange how like 
I don't know if, if for me, if it was a different person saying it, different credentials, different, whatever, whatever, I'd believe it even more. So I'm trying to strip that away from it. You know, like, I think you just really didn't like the woman. I mean, that definitely played into it, but, but I do feel like if you, if the, like, for instance, if the waterfall lady experiences, she would have been like, I just kept having this nagging premonition and it scared me. And I was certain it was going to happen. And like, I talked to my husband about it, or I talked to my doctor about it and then it happened. And that would be the story. Yeah. This lady has all this other garbage that is almost like she's trying to prove it. And it just feels insincere, whether or not it is like, if it isn't, then that's a fucking wild story. Last two points I want to make, and we can move on unless there's more that you want to say. I put, she was dead for 37 seconds. Yeah. That's, that's literally directly. That's like, like, it's still a near death experience. Don't get me dead wrong. Dead is dead. Yeah. Dead is dead. But when we're talking about some of the other examples, I just feel like something terrible happened to you physically during pregnancy. You know, there's a lot of blood. You passed away for a short period of time. They revived you. Like, whereas this other lady's like, I literally drowned. I was purple. (laughs) Like I was out for 30, what did I say? 30 minutes. Like, I just found her very obnoxious and and unbelievable. Hmm. It felt unbelievable. People need to tell us what they think. I feel like we'll have a lot of people agreeing with you for sure, because she was very animated. It was extreme. I'm just, I'm trying to strip away all of those things, not being in her shoes or knowing her experience and like just trusting. And while it doesn't hit me on the same level of credibility as like the doctor who, you know, her voice was cracking or whatever, it's still, I believe the woman. Mm -hmm. I believe her. Anyway, tell me about the man who and his dad and blah, blah, blah. I didn't want to or whatever. To make it a little bit funny as he was, so he was, um, he was part of the support group. That's where we kind of get, you get to meet him in the episode. Um, which we were talking about a little bit ago. Uh, my favorite thing was he's, he's telling his story. It's kind of, the, the setup is kind of like uh, AA where they get up and they tell their story. Like I'm, yeah. so, you know. And um, I was dead. Yeah. And now I'm not. Exactly. My favorite part is he says, yeah, so uh, it happened on a Wednesday night, surprisingly. <laughs> I, I didn't understand it. I was like, and there was no explanation as to why that was surprising. I don't know if that was an editing choice of Netflix and like maybe explained why that was surprising or if like to him, like Wednesday night is just like the middle of the week and not an exciting day of the week. And thus, yeah, like, I think that's probably crazy. it. It was just strange. Hmm. Uh, so essentially, yeah, he, he was working. I'm vaguely remembering this now because I, you said he was, he wasn't compelling. So you don't really remember his story, but he was working on power lines, I think, or something like that. And um, he was trying to like get things done more quickly or something and ended up like hitting hitting his head or something or like falling backwards. And, and it wasn't like, I don't think it was like that serious, but he had to go to the hospital. And that wasn't what actually created the NDE. Yeah. I want to make sure I put those letters in the right order. Um, it was that when he was at the hospital, they gave him a medicine that he was mm. allergic to. 
mm-hmm. and um, basically killed him. Uh, so what I thought was interesting, um, he, his heart, this is where it gets a little tricky for me is like, I believe him because he was very, emo- he, you, I could feel his emotion. Um, so he went into like a bunch of 3d feelings of color I mean, he's kind of transported through that, like at initially, um, and like his, his heart's greatest desire, he said was to, to kind of heal with his father. He and his father didn't have a good relationship and, and his father passed away before they could repair that. Obviously that was a big, um, painful thing in his life. And, um, and ultimately he, after he kind of guess he went through this 3d feeling of color, he ends up like on a beach and he can see a man in the water and his back is towards him. And as he walks closer, the man turns around and it's his father. Um, and they have this meaningful interaction where he felt healing from some sort of that, I guess that the trouble that they had in their relationship at light, like when, when they were both a lot, well, sorry, when he was alive, um, and then basically his dad said, you know, you got to go back. Like, it's not your time. And all, and, and he said, like, you know, I was like, what do you mean? Like, I'm finally here with you. And he's like, I'll be here when you get back, essentially. So just like, go back, go back. Which I thought was like, you know, emotional. But some of the stuff that I had trouble with, like, he, he was very sincere. I believed his story. And I think we've had that conversation before where it's like, well, if it's real or if it's not, it doesn't matter. It's his experience. So I just want to like preface it by saying that, but it did really, I found it interesting that like the waterfall lady, when she explained what her experience was like, there was no connection to her heart's greatest desire. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's not like she was just given everything she wanted. It was just like, this is what happened as I died essentially. And then I came back. This guy was like, as soon as he passed, it's very nice to think, you know, on the other side, there's someone there that like, if my grandpa was on the other side when I passed who I, you know, yeah. much like, I like the idea that he's there to greet me, to make me feel comfortable. It just, it feels like, it feels like he had a nice dream where he resolved some trauma. That's, and so that's, that's what I was going to say is that like it seems more like what your brain does in dreams. Yeah. Yes. And also it was medicine he was allergic to. So like, okay. so then it leads into, was there a drug experience? Yeah. And like, I really remembered when I did ayahuasca because there were some very convincing things that happened, but it was all centered around my heart's desire. Yeah. So many, like a couple of years after months after it seemed very impactful and prophetic at the time. But then I realized that I was really high on drugs. There was healing, there was healing and that was great, but it was my own. I was the one who was responsible for the healing and it wasn't, it wasn't profound. It was just me working through some stuff. They also talked about in this episode, a little bit of, the history of NDEs and when they're first reported compared with like when resuscitation medication came along and it's just kind of like so now that we're bringing people back they're reporting these experiences but further down they talk a little bit about 
the fewer drugs you're given, the more vivid the NDE. So on the flip side of that, like, yes, he probably just had like a drug experience or a nice dream. On the flip side, it is interesting to note that the fewer drugs you're given, the stronger the NDE. So there is some evidence for, Mm -hmm. you know, this being a pure thing and, and drugs can actually muddle that. Yeah. I I completely agree. And that makes like complete legitimate sense. I just know that I've done like a pretty intense hallucinogen. Yeah. And I felt like I was connecting to the other, to another world. Yeah. Which we, one day I'll talk about, one day we'll talk about ayahuasca and just like the spiritualness of it. But, but like, again, like I, it's possible. It's just like, that was in the back of my mind, his story. And I'm glad that he found some comfort and and I, you know, like I, and I, like I said, it's a very nice thought to think that there at the end is someone that you love who's past. that's going to sort of like either tell you to go back or like be a guide into like, you know, the spirit world. Um, That's very comforting. But that's kind of what my thought was. Um, here's what, here's what, what we need. We need people to tell us if they agree, if they're team Beyonce or team JLo. <laughs> so I'm, I'm JLo, you're Beyonce. No, no. Opposite. I'm what Beyonce. What are you talking about? You're JLo. How dare you? JLo's. <laughs> No, not for me. I mean, like um, Beyonce's, I just want to, again, not the ring into this, but she's fierce as fuck. I'm never ever debating that. So we're clear. Continue. We I I'd be interested in hearing particularly about the pregnant lady. If people are on the same page and why and all mm. those cool things. But yeah. Um, there's also a lady that had an aneurysm. Oh yeah. Mm. Um, the, the the big takeaway out of that one was um, just a, a quote that I taken out of it, which is consciousness is not created by the brain. Yes. Yeah. This was really cool in that it gave a more scientific view of what might be happening in an NDE and studying that because I think she had no brain activity for an hour. And no it was brain really activity long. is no yeah. brain function, right? Like I have um, this comment here. NDE. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a pleasant experience for her. I don't have a huge amount of comments on this one, but like my, yeah, it was short. which is fun. It was just funny because my call, one of my comments is it seems that that, that to me was the most realistic, like that. And then probably obviously the waterfall one. Yeah. Um, because exactly for that reason, like her, like maybe not more, no, realistic is the wrong word. The most compelling. Yeah. Because exactly as you said, zero brain activity. And she th- saw um, things in the OR, like it, that's because it's leaning more to the scientific objective side that our brains want and need. Right. And yeah. that's what that was about. And so that, that quote that I, that I said, again, consciousness is not created by the brain that literally was proven in this example. She had just wild to me. Yeah. I don't know what to do with that information. So I ignore it. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that information. I'm not ready for that. It just means that ready. you have, it just means that there's, pr- it is proven that you have, yeah. a soul and that the soul is not connected I'm, to your physical brain. I'm not ready because that also contradicts things that 
in my framework help me understand humans and the soul and spirit? So I just had a thought. Okay. Okay. Your heart, you have a heart. It's an organ. Mm, Is it? Pumping and it's just Mm -hmm. doing its thing. And like, it knows what to do with that. Like your brain is sending the, hey, keep doing that. Like it's connected or whatever. But your, your heart doesn't have its own identity. Do you know what I mean? Like there's no other organ that has an identity. Mm. Just your brain does. And, and, but the brain is just the muscle, a muscle. It's a muscle, right? Girl, organ. it's an organ. What do I look like? A scientist? (laughs) We see that so often. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But like, again, it's just like a, it's, it's like a part of the body, just like, you know, your left toe. Your left toe doesn't have, where does a personality come from? What's creating it? It has to be okay, something so that's not a physical this, thing. This cannot be a conversation for right now because it's 931 no. and bitch needs to sleep. But when I worked with people that had traumatic brain injuries. I, I didn't even know that you did, but okay. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> do you just drop. More information about that later. <laughs> when I was a doctor and lost my license. No, okay. Even though you're um, not a scientist. I'm not a scientist. So yeah, when they would, they had traumatic brain injuries that then like fully changed who they were as human beings. In some cases, not all cases, but in some cases, fully changed. And then that's what really... Uh, that's what I struggle with when I think of like yeah, but the they soul were, they and were energies in their in them in their brain, like in their understanding of themselves, they may have been exactly the same. Yeah, maybe some. I think John mentioned this: how like the soul and the brain. So the brain is just how your soul expresses itself, and when a part of that is broken down, it has to express itself in a different way. But I don't know, girl. That's another conversation entirely, yeah. which I could so spend I just hours had- going into. The last little chunk of my notes, just before we end, I just wanted to say, because you touched on it a little bit, um, over time, like the the way that we can resuscitate people and how we can mm. save lives has, um, you know, like it used to, it, it used to not be a thing. And yeah. as time passed, like there was you know, advances in medicine or advances in, in how to do that and to save lives. And, and kind of like, I guess a thought that I wanted to leave with is like, you know, like I said, I kind of said after all this, why are they sent back? Like, why are they like, here you are. Oh yeah. Like, why are they sent back? Interesting. Let's just pause and, and, and sit with that, sit with that, because it also conflicts with something that we've said earlier about like, fate and all of these things right like that's a very important point and and i said like almost and i said should they be because we have these ways to resuscitate and save a life but maybe mm. the back isn't supposed to happen and maybe what maybe that's why there's such a and, and like i mean it's this happened to carly and like it was either she gets resuscitated and comes back and is with me until she passes away naturally. That's what I want to happen. And I'm sure that's what yes, everyone would want to happen. Everyone, yeah. But like, you know, in that instance, is it supposed to happen? Or like, 
are we bring you know what I, like are we are we using the advances in medicine to bring people back and is that why there's such a horrible disconnect for them when they come back they're like i feel disoriented i feel not connected to the world anymore and here i am and i'm back and and there's or maybe maybe it's all just tied together in this massive universal rope of parallel universes and realities mm-hmm. where we you know the spirit catches up with those advancements almost so it's it's a bit hard to describe but maybe it takes into account all of those advancements in science mm-hmm. and it, just, it knows like, it's there so it like can yeah. it knows you're going to be revived i don't know yeah that i mean that's a possibility for sure i i was just also just kind of thinking like um people are so clumsy like human beings like there's so many times <laughs> that i put myself in situations where i'm like it's fucking miraculous that i got out of that okay yeah you know, <laughs> you know what i mean and then there's so many survival stories where like an insane survival stories like the, even just like whatever that movie was where the guy gets trapped and has to cut through his arm you know let's not talk James, about that but James, yes. uh yeah Franco like that anyways you know just like our will to survive is so strong right um and also we're clumsy we put ourselves in situations which are stupid and dangerous and sometimes I wonder if it's like okay well you shouldn't have done that that was silly you shouldn't have been rafting uh in where was it Chile Chile like that was dumb but we're gonna give you a pass we're going to bring you back. We're going to make sure that the ambulance is there and you're going to be fine. You're going to keep living your life. Or no. maybe it's also like, we're taking this all too seriously. We're taking a life too seriously because it goes back to what Jim was saying in episode eight, Jim Hunt. W-W-J-D, am I right? What would yeah. Jim do? What would Jim do? Um, <laughs> where like, sometimes you, like you have this path as a soul Sometimes you get to live it out and then sometimes you die before you get to live it out and you recreate it or you're a ghost that's trapped or like maybe she, okay, so let's just say the water rafter, she's not meant to die, but she could have and not been saved. Mm -hmm. Everything was kind of like working toward her, not against her to live. But if certain things didn't fall together she could have just died and then just like come back so yeah we were thinking about it a little bit too much maybe life or, is just like whatever or we're thinking about it in too like uh linear like yeah like there could have been three different things that happened like she could have died she could have never have done it or she could have survived and all of those things could be happening at the same time who the fuck knows not me no. do i look like a scientist no I mean, I you could, you could be a scientist. Like I that wouldn't see you in the street and think that definitely doesn't look like a scientist. She's a scientist. I can tell. Oh my God, who is she? Is she a scientist? <laughs> I'm not. Okay, Anyways, well, this ended up being way longer and hopefully you can chop out unimportant things. <laughs> I probably will, or I'll be asleep editing it and I might sneak a little secret piece in for you next time just okay uh, pay attention well thanks for listening guys i would recommend watching this um yes. i went in 
the most cynical I possibly could be just out of like self-preservation. And there were moments like we discussed where I was like, this is a bullshit. And then there were times where I was like, Oh, okay. Gives me a lot to think about. So yeah, if you haven't watched it, I'd recommend watching it. Or if you've already watched it, watch it again and see how you, uh, if you agree, if you disagree, if you have some strong feelings and you want to, um, let us know. You can do that on our social media. What's our social media, Kim? Ghost.i.guess. Ghost, I guess. Instagram. Um, I would also say I would be very, very interested in people telling us, either like typing it up and I'll read it, their NDEs, or just Ooh. like connecting with us and recording. Because I want to hear more. And your story is safe with us. What I would love is if there is a woman who has had a similar experience in pregnancy to that woman who was over yeah. the top um, and wants to school me and be like, mm, no, um, I'd love that. Yeah. Love that. You know what? I'm going to find that Instagram video or whatever of the OBGYN who basically put together the little video talking about like when she's actually really worried in the OR. And it's just like the theme of it is just like, not when this extreme thing happens or this extreme thing happens or like bleeding out or blah, blah, blah. And then everything stops when a mom says she's in danger because like predictably that's when something's going to go down. And it's the same thing about like a full moon on a nurse, like the floor, the nurses are like, it's fucking wild, mm -hmm. you know? Anyway, tell us your NDEs. I, I need to know. Also, I just wanted to say that I went to Jim's website and because I want to book a session with him. And I was like, I'm going to check out this merch that he was talking about. And, yes. Um, the, His shirt. Yeah. The, the picture that he references in, in that episode um, where he explained that an artist, had, a visual artist had drawn, you know, psychic yep. artist had drawn what they saw around him which mm -hmm. is like very very cool art and he references it in the if you're interested in what that looks like um you can go to his website which is jimhuntofficial.com and it's there if you're curious as to what that looked like it's a super cool painting and he's got it on shirts very so neat. it's very neat yeah okay Am I i'm gonna go take a bedtime you're going to go take a bedtime? Yeah, that's how I talk now because my brain doesn't work after having a baby. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye.